We're here at BTME in Harrogate for 2015. I've been joined by Jim Croxton, CEO of Bigger. Jim, we've got a, a big show here, a big event. It's been in the calendar for years. Um, we'll come on to talk about the show a little bit later. But can you just give, for people that perhaps don't know, a brief background of what Bigger's role is in, in the, today's marketplace? Certainly, Bigger, um, we are 28 years old this year, um, and we were the first um, Greenkeeper member association that, that actually sort of forged ahead with a, um, a, a an international but, but all of Britain. Um, before that there was a number of other associations, a Scottish association, an English association. Um, and so our role is very simply to be a membership association for golf greenkeepers. Um, but that's a short sentence that can mean a lot of things. So we're involved in educating greenkeepers, we're involved in working in the golf industry to ensure that golf courses get better for golfers. Um, and we're involved in helping our members to, I mean I, I often say my job is to make the world a better place for greenkeepers if I can, it's a big ambition, um, and I, I'm not Superman, but that's, that's the focus. Okay, tough economic times over the last few years, um, pressures on greenkeepers to do a different standard of job, probably higher, for yep. less revenue, yep. for less budget. Do you think that economic um, turbulence has we might say, has changed your role as an organisation and, and support you've had to give your members? Absolutely. Um, uh, our education focus has changed over the last, I mean, it's 10 years, it's not, it's not just because we had a, a recent uh, sure. economic crisis. The golf game is in, well, I think it's, it, hopefully the de decline is arresting, but it has been declining for a number of years, 10 years plus, and our members are having to do, as you said, more with less. So the education has changed completely to management education. The, the agronomic knowledge is strong and is always a focus for these guys, but it's communication, it's budgeting, it's purchasing, um, it's managing committees, it's, it's working well with their managers, and it's, and it's motivating a team to, to get that extra ounce out of their effort. And I think that's the role of the modern greenkeeper now. And how are you delivering that? We do a lot of it here this week in Harrogate. We have a four-day education conference this week. We work closely with the, uh, well, with, with effectively with something called the Greenkeeper Training uh, Committee, which kind of sets the standards of qualifications in the golf industry. We're a part of that along with the, the home unions, and they influence the way the colleges set up their syllabuses for, for, for what were NVQ or work-based diploma qualifications. We try and influence the content of, um, of the degree courses as well. And then at the moment, we're working with our partners in golf, which will be the Golf Club Managers Association and the PGA and to a certain extent the Golf Course Owners Association, to, to recognise all the education that's there and, and tie it into a framework so that, because actually let's say budgeting for example is important to almost every golf club employee or a manager, so can we, can we steal from others, can we link things together, so we're trying to get more coordinated. Okay, we've, we've touched a bit there on the economic situation, um, what other key issues do you feel facing the, the UK turf care industry as a whole, or if you want to, focus in on, on the greenkeeping side of things. The main challenge facing the, the greenkeeping industry is, is the management of golf clubs. They are, uh, you know, uh, two and a half thousand in the UK, managed some extremely well and some I would say pretty poorly, but the structure itself is is difficult. You know, volunteer committees of golf clubs, um, general managers who've come into the business from, from outside golf perhaps, and you know, we need golf clubs to remember that without the golf course being in tip-top shape, they don't get customers, they don't get happy golfers. And I, I do think that, I think greenkeeping is, it's not perfect, but we're in pretty good shape. We've got great greenkeepers. There's people here that are inspiring to spend time with. The golf club management industry, it's not the managers themselves, but it's the golf club management has 
as a way to go. Um, and around that, there are also going to become more and more regulatory issues. Pest sustainable use of pesticides, water framework directive, soil directive, which are inevitably going to creep into the way we have to do things. And I think our guys would understand that, but how long will it take golf clubs to understand that, that there are legalities, health and safety as well, I think, to a certain extent. So I think the challenge is around the golf industry. Uh, I think we're doing our bit, as I say, Perfect, but we're, we're in good shape, I think. Other than the, the training side of things that we spoke about earlier, are there other, other initiatives that you've got as an organisation to help meet that, or is it just something yeah. that you know you need to address? And Absolutely, we've just signed an agreement with Syngenta, for example, to, uh, to work on a number of things, the main thing being about improving application standards of chemicals. It's right. a pretty small yeah. factor, but, but it's a very expensive ticket to golf clubs, and you want to get that rolled out across the country pretty quickly. We're going to be working with um, the Immunity Forum and a number of other partners to, to try and educate golf clubs on um, uh, the, the term is integrated pest management, but basically reacting to the needs of regulation. So there are some specifics in there. But we're also going to embark this year, and we have embarked this year, on a, on a major, fairly public strategic planning process because the business is, is where it is. Um, I've been involved now for three and a half years and, and, and without being complacent we've got the business in, a, in reasonable shape and we've now got an opportunity to decide what it is our members really need the next five, ten years. And we want to ask them and we want to ask, we want to ask our staff, we want to ask our trade, we want to ask probably the golf industry and say what, what job does Bigger need to do for, to be part of this going forward. So the next 12 months hopefully the ambition will be to launch a plan in January next year um, in, these, in this same building. Um, is to have a very public plan. It, it's, a, it's a little bit in vogue, the English golf, England golf and the Scottish golf union doing something similar, but it's important that our members all along know what Bigger's for. You'll know what Bigger's for. I hope it'll help you yeah. understand the role we, we play in the industry and where we play in your, in your publication, for example. So those are the three key things for us this year. Okay, well, I, I look forward to learning more about that next year, and hopefully we can then get more of a clarification about where your industry association stands alongside the IOG because over the last few years I think um, certainly with the shows there's been a lot of debate and there's been some changes to Soltex we'll come on to in a moment but equally I think there's been a perception perhaps that bigger always being golf focused perhaps the show has been a bit broader than that so do you just want to clarify how that works out and where you see it? Yeah um, both bigger and the IOG are open uh, as membership associations to people from, from the wider trade. So Greenkeepers join IOG and we have groundsmen members of, of Bigger, but we are, and we have become more recently a, a more golf Greenkeeper focused business as an association. So the groundsmen members we have tend to have some kind of link to, to golf. They've either been Greenkeepers or they, or they, they plan to be in the future. Um, there are a lot of things, last year for example, we worked together with IOG on their conference and awards. It was a, it was a really good initiative. Um, the show, is an interesting one. Um, we do shows for different reasons. Um, we've had this show now for 26 years. It's the 27th event. Um, it's evolved uh, a lot, and it is now the biggest single educational event for greenkeepers. But it's a broader event than that. And I think Soltex, my guess is, it's going to evolve to, to be similar to ours in, in, in focusing more on education. But my guess will focus on groundsman education. Um, we, we have a very open relationship with, with the IOG. Um, I speak with Jeff Webb reg regularly, uh, our chairman meet up, um, and we're committed to, to, to sharing the load where it can be done. The current view on both of our parts is that the shows, they do stand alone, but I know the message we're giving to our exhibitors is that this show will evolve before it fails. Um, and if it moves closer to them, or the two shows were 
become more compatible than I think they are now that I, I can see the change happening. But for the next, I think, two or three years, we probably, you know, I would, I would think we'll be still separate on that. I think we will start, I hope we will start to do some, some joint education initiatives. So the time will tell on that. But, you know, yep. New venue, yep. new timing, a whole new atmosphere for the, the Soltech show. Yeah. Um, more in line with what we've got here, I guess. But I think so. Indoors, um, I think that's, you know, I, I always used to feel that I have enough to worry about this week yeah. uh, without worrying about, say, tornadoes or snow. And, um, and, and I, used to, I didn't used to envy them when they were outdoors, as good as it was when the sun came out. Yeah. I've been there when it hasn't been. Um, the facilities, the NEC, will, will make it much easier to do good education and yeah. good networking, um, and the timing of the year I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Them, so, yeah. I loved Sultex in September, as you say, great weather, great show to be at. Yeah. Personally, I'm, I'm sad that that's gone, but I totally buy why it has, and I'm completely convinced that it's the right move, but still a little bit of sadness, but that's you know, just the fact I'm more office bound than most people. But yeah. Jim, smack bang in the middle of, what, towards the end of day one. Um, Big show for you, important show. Seems to be going well out there. Have you got anything you'd like to say about this year's event and how it's going so far? Yeah, um, a, a few key stats really. The interesting one, we've had this sort of big show, little show cycle for a few years. We've actually sold as much stand space this year as we did in 2012, which was a big show. So, so we've grown pretty well. And of course we have some of our previously biennial exhibitors are back this year. They've not got big stands, but they're back. So we're hoping to see a, a smoothing, which I think would be good for us. Numbers are strong. Um, at the one o'clock figures, we also have an update with about two and a half thousand people in the halls, um, which is a little bit less than last year, but pretty close. Um, and we expect a slight drop off. Okay. Um, international numbers are good today. Lots of lots of Scandinavians and, and Northern Europeans, in, which is really good. We, we do feel it's a European show, uh, uh, so you try to be. Education has been the massive success though. Um, we have doubled numbers of people taking paid for education in three years. So last year we had just under 3,000 people in education. I'm confident that we're going to smash that by the end of tomorrow. Um, and that, that is the focus, the change. It's becoming a conference with an exhibition rather than the other way around. They, 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 they marry beautifully now, but the conference side is the bit that's growing. Personally, I think you've done a fantastic job working out the 10 years I've been coming to the mm. show. And I've always viewed it as much more than just the show. Mm. Uh, but that's the bit we normally get access to because we're yeah. out there talking to people on, on the stands. Yeah. You mentioned you sold as much floor space. Mm. Um, there's been the big biennial movement over the last few years. What has you done or what has changed that? Um, uh, we, old fashioned way, we, we, we had some conversations and we, we asked our exhibitors what, uh, if anything, we could do to entice them back. Uh, entice is probably too strong, but to, but to to make it work, and, and we found actually we had a lot of common goals. They wanted to be in town with all the people that are here. They didn't want it to cost them a fortune necessarily. So we've gone for a, a big stand, a little stand cycle over a couple of years. We'll see how that works for them. Feedback seems pretty good so far. But to clarify, BTME is, is something that bigger owns, but it's it is a, a standalone event. And the daft thing was was that the three the three mower companies, Toro. Jacobson and John Deere were some of our best friends for 51 weeks, in fact 103 weeks out of 104, then we almost had to pretend we didn't know each other for a week, and that wasn't satisfactory to either side really, so there was a willingness to work with us and that was, that was a good thing. And it seems, to have, it seems to have made a difference, you know, we've got nice four halls today exhibition-wise and the visitors are here. I mean, I've, I've said this before, I think I said it to Jeff Webb down at Sultex when we interviewed him, I think the industry needs good events. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. 
yes, the media, the web, stuff like this that we're doing all plays its role, but people getting together, networking, talking, sharing ideas, and just making contacts is, is much more powerful. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't say that from a commercial point of view, but it all plays its part. Yeah. You can't have that going on 52 weeks of the year, but strong events really, really matter to strong industries. Absolutely, and, and um, the modern phrase is the marketing mix, and our exhibitors have a marketing mix. They didn't have that 25 years ago. The show was it, really, and, and, and reps on the road. But now we see road shows, we see online things, we see we see reps on the road, but there is still a place, as we speak, I agree, for a, for a good event. There's not a place for a bad event, and, and you know I think they're probably we're consolidating down now to the two key events that work in the industry. And as I said earlier on, that, that may even go down to one in time, not in the next couple of years. Jim, real pleasure to sit down with you. Um, I know you're smack bang in the middle of a really busy time for you, so thank you for taking the time out for this. Very well. One final question, we do ask it for everybody. Um, you don't want to answer entirely yours, your decision if you, you want to be diplomatic. It's who cuts the grass at home and what do you use or what do they use? Um, I have more moss than grass, which is, a, <laughs> and I worry I could get sacked for it to be honest. Um, so it doesn't take a lot of cutting. When it needs doing, it's me that does it pretty much. And I've got a very cheap fly mow hover mower. Um, uh, my, my, my turf skills didn't get me this job. Well, obviously, you've got plenty of others, Jim. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mark. Take care.